0: Good evening.
1: Good evening. What's what up, what's up, what's up, what's up?
0: Oh, this is the first time in a while we've been doing this two Sundays in a row, I was just realized. like, <laughs> although I guess we even did it the one in, um, when you were here on Thanksgiving, we did that one too, so this is actually three weeks in a row, that's pretty good.
1: Hey, we're on a roll.
0: On a roll, going for some kind of record. <laughs>
1: Um, so you you, you suggested, uh, thankfully, that uh, we talk about color field.
0: Well, no, I wasn't thinking just about that. I, you know what I was thinking more was what, more, what your comment on that was was about how much I really like hearing artists talk uh, um, sensibly about their work and especially somebody like this was Ellsworth Kelly we we're talking about, who is clearly very old and been doing this for a long, long time. And he's very passionate about it. And that I kind of, that was as much, much about that work that he was actually doing, if that makes sense.
1: It totally makes sense. And you're right. Um, I do love to hear the artist talk about his or her work Definitely, yeah, from her his or her words, yes,
0: and especially somebody that 's so established and has been consistently doing the same kind of artwork for their whole career and I, I thought that was really quite moving I you hear him talk about that story about seeing you know doing stuff that kids do out with his friends on Halloween, and he was more fascinated by looking at the shape of a window
1: mm-hmm.
0: than actually i don't know they were like throwing tomatoes at houses or. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's a very vivid memory
0: yeah that's what i think too i was really t- yeah, i was really moved by that i really thought that was uh interesting to hear because this is somebody who i mean i don't know how old he is i, I guess i could look it up but i i expect he must be in his in his mid to late 80s at this point
1: yes he probably is
0: he... yeah yeah because he was a real pioneer in painting in the early days i know you don't like that painting that much but his paintings are interesting to me because they're not just they're also about the shaped canvases and i find them i don't know i think he's got a nice sense of style ikea uh
1: well yeah like i say this always with um a smile you know oh, I I'm, I'm a little bit mischievous and i like to to you know, in french it's called taquiner. means to just push people's buttons and just like and and not not really mean it but just kind of always kind of teasing you know
0: yeah i think i know where you're coming from with that yeah And and it's also something that i think people don't really in a way they don't get it they don't want to get it it's just they don't see it as being legitimate in a way because they think well that's just like one color on a piece of canvas anybody could do that kind of thing right
1: yeah no i know that not everybody can do that because i I know i I didn't mean
0: you no no
1: i know but there was a time um when i had the same um uh, reaction the same comment about uh for example um uh, I could not. I, you know, like black. Can, I felt like it was laziness. You know, like somebody was lazy and made use of a time period when you could do something like that, and it would be. Uh, you would be carving out your own little niche kind of thing but it's totally not how things happen (laughs) you know and I
0: think what happens in both of our cases is we both actually started making an effort to try to make art and then once you do that every I think the angle and the perspective of everything really changes on why you would think about how you would think about what the effort it is that to, to make something. Or, or, I mean, I would have probably thought in the past that somebody like Damien Hurst was kind of not to be taken seriously because he didn't make it himself. I would have thought when I was younger that the craft was more important than the object kind of thing, right?
1: I still do that. I still think that. I still think that um, as an artist that it's more important to make the thing yourself. Like, I, I really... I admire artists who do that. Well, it's, uh, it's, yeah.
0: it's kind of become a different thing, right? Like, it's sort of become, it takes art into the realm of design rather than art, right? So, mm. you get somebody that has a concept and they get somebody else to make it. I still think that they're, that's legit, but I, I tend to like that aspect of it too. Like, I don't think I would be a very good artist and had other people make things for me. I think I would want to always have my own hand in that.
1: Yeah, um, so Ellsworth Kelly, um, he g- really spelled it out for me and um, I could feel that um, it was uh, his heartfelt expression and he said, I must, you see this yellow painting there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I must that have so that. Cool. <laughs> you know, and I understand I, that, you know. Like... I know, I thought,
0: I, me too. It's just he, he, It's like he was speaking to me and... I really understood that this is a guy who's just, you know, he's made millions and millions of dollars off of being an artist because, he was a, because he's was because he got a talent, but he's also kind of in the right place at the right time for the style of art. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that all have to come together, but he just seems very real, like, to see him interviewed.
1: Yes, yes. He speaks very, um, using a little bit, bits of words um that are so uh true to him uh, very authentic and um, not not uh part of uh like some kind of discourse that he's following you know um, yeah, he, yeah exactly exactly like he, it's a lived experience to him and and that's what he likes he likes those those are his tools uh color and uh and the shape of the canvas, and that's it. That's what he plays with. Only, you know, no lines, no marks. Well, a little bit, but it's minimalist, really. And uh, I, I, I'm fine. I, I, I get this at various levels. So I find it. I found his. Um, yellow painting very playful and i found his uh he had like a long horizontal uh, bar of various squares of various colors and i found those very harmoniously yeah. organized Oh on the
0: wall behind him I mean. yeah, yeah so like
1: it's it it's a it it calls it talks to my the child inside of me you know um so I like it for that and I think he's developed that and it's his thing and I I admire that in him but like having said all of this I will I find that it's not enough for me you know it's not enough I I have to I have to my eyes have to be taken to different places I can't just say Oh, you stare at it and you see so many things. (laughs) Well, yeah, I can stare at the wall and see so many things. I I stare at this computer screen and I see a big black blob because my screen's broken. (laughs) Exactly,
0: eventually it turns into something else.
1: (laughs) The blob is coming out of the screen and it's attacking me. (laughs) No, it's just that, you know, like, every person has their sensibilities and, and that's his and what a nice little concise uh, video. I was, thank you so much. I was very thankful to, that you posted that.
0: Yeah, I thought you would like that when I watched it. I really thought, you know, again, to kind of irrespective of what the art work itself is of somebody's ability to talk about their work and and again as i said earlier somebody who's been doing this for for 50, 60 years probably i don't even know how long he's been doing it for he's and to you know just to hear him talk about that and just see that passion still and like you say that playfulness and to still think about that even though like before i die i've got to get this painting done kind of thing and it's still it's just it's probably the way he's been thinking since he first saw that window that made him want to become an artist when he was like 12 or whatever
1: Yes, and that is a very uh, specific uh, like to be having like a, an interest, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, you can totally see in his development that uh, in his uh, pictorial uh, history that he's developed this this theme of the window and it, it just was taken to the ultimate... Um, minimal, uh, uh, iteration of just simply rectangles or squares of one color, you know? Yeah. As, and I
0: appreciate that you, it's not necessarily the thing that speaks to you the most. As you say, you need a little bit more to pull you in, but I, what I like is that you're able to still kind of see the beauty in it, even though it's not something that is exactly your, the sort of thing that you're going to be probably you know, talking about all the time (laughs) or be obsessed with. I'm not totally obsessed with it. I wouldn't say I, and to me, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost, again, I was talking about design earlier and I think about, and I like modern, like, I like, like when you see it in an art gallery, it's to me, it, there's something about it where it's just, it's kind of like, just kind of in your face, this large yellow thing. And it's not really a normal shape. It's a shape that he's kind of made up that's the sort of thing that I, I always really liked. When I have a big, thick coffee table book of his work that I bought at the uh, National Gallery in Ottawa b- a bunch of years ago. It's in a box somewhere downstairs, but uh, I'm get it out. To, just starting to get uh, working on getting our basement renovated. So eventually I'll have I'll bring all my books out and I'll be, it'll be, I'll be like a kid at Christmas finding all my art, art books again that I've had packed away for the last year. Well,
1: that's going to be awesome when yeah, you do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm looking
0: forward to that. Because they're just they've been in boxes and I've, I haven't had them around and, and art books make me happy.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah I, I get them for Christmas now and um, yeah it's just something about sitting uh, quietly um, looking at these worlds inside yeah. you know the pages you could just oh i I know. I, I...
0: I'm curious, you were down, remember you were down here a couple of summers ago, I think, and we met up at the art gallery here in, in London, and you bought that uh, book on The Painter's Eleven. Yes. I, I'm curious, and more not just on that book, but in general, do you find that you read much of the text in these books, or do you just sort of look them, look at them and look at the artwork in them and then maybe read mm-hmm. captions under paintings and stuff? But there's always long essays in there. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I do with. read, I do read, If if there's one painter... Um, uh, that I'm attracted to or that, you know, I find compelling, I will read about this, uh, painter. Uh, and also for this podcast, um, uh, over the summer I did some shorts and, um, like, uh, I recorded some short, um, talks um, where I, I talked about my, my books and I had read a little bit about the other ones. Um, and one common theme in, in a lot of the Painters 11 was their partying, you know. <laughs> they were down by yeah, some warehouse of, in Toronto, in, of, in Yorkville, I think.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of martinis being drank.
1: Yes, a lot of talking, martini. Talking, he was a, jack bush i think yes
0: i think he was one of them
1: yes he was yeah yeah
0: well um, i probably talked about this before but uh, there's an artist Toronto named alex cameron who is his, his work's pretty interesting but he was actually Jack uh, bush's studio assistant so he, he worked with jack for for many years helping him in his studio and yeah, he said that Jack. Jack drank a lot of Martini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, he did. I, I would
0: pull that against anyone. Oh. But cool. Um, to, to know somebody that, The front. The, London. I'm in London. I'm thinking London, but more, our community is really not that big, right? Like when you start thinking.
1: Oh my to, God, to Mark. You're breaking up. You're breaking... Your sound is breaking up. I'm I'm going to call you again, okay? Okay, we'll try that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so we had a little bit of uh, uh, technical difficulties, but uh, we are now returning to... The Our pol- regularly
0: scheduled programming.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We should have a test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> For that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is only a test. In the event of a real emergency, make sure that you, you know, do something with your art.
1: Hey, those uh, bars were, like, color field.
0: Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know what? That had a big effect on me as a kid, and that's where I've painted those things. I mean, I'm staring at them right now. I should take a picture and send you. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I was obsessed with that stuff when i was a kid i think i was just getting up too early (laughs) because i think that was before 6 a.m we got up before 6 a.m that's all that was on then remember
1: the yes that's the
0: days on tv stop. it doesn't stop Mm -hmm, anymore does it
1: mm -hmm. yeah yeah we had three channels
0: oh yes in quebec right
1: yes and uh you turned it with like a a dial and it went (laughs) like this on the tv
0: and you remember the old remotes, the ones that had the line in them where you'd press the button and they'd go chunk,
1: chunk, yes. chunk. That was true.
0: We had cable. We never had cable. They didn't get cable until I moved out of the house.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you always had a friend who had that cable. Yeah, yeah, and we, never, yeah we
0: never had that. We
1: had, like, the coat hanger.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad had, a, um, had, a, uh, he had an antenna on a tower, I believe, at the first house. And then in the second house, he had an antenna in the attic. I think it's still up there they still live in that same house anyway
1: yes yeah, so were, were you,
0: speaking of the past and of growing up, were you um, were you interested in art when you were young at the time when all this technology that we're talking about was around, like in the 80s, 70s, 80s?
1: No, because see, my dad was an um, an architect who had done uh, l'école du meuble which is um uh, an art, a design, a technical school where you learn ab- how to make um, furniture, but designed, okay. designed furniture. So cool. uh, yeah, super cool. Uh, there are still p- pieces, permanent pieces in the Musée des Beaux Arts du Québec at Quebec, like in in Quebec City, right. uh, from l'école du meuble. And um, my father was just um, always at his drawing table um, making plans for houses, for uh, all kinds of designs for restaurants. He he did uh, the interior designs of many restaurants in Quebec City. So he had all this all these cool doodads and uh drawing tools and there's no way that you could we could touch them you know uh, I <laughs> I broke I broke a few things of his and after that there was just no way that I could even approach it and he'd just be always hunched over on on that da- darn drawing table <laughs> and then oh yeah And then when my parents divorced, he started taking me to the museums and the art galleries, but he'd always be talking about abstract art, like in grown-up terms and in very um, metaphysical terms and philosophical terms. So you know, it just kind of flew over my head, and I always oh, was so bored walking behind him. You know, <laughs> like, oh, no, not another painting with blotches of paint that I don't understand. <laughs> you know, yeah, so... We never,
0: we never really had, like, my, me growing up, my, you know, my neither of my parents had any sort of... I mean, my dad was an electrical, still is an electrical engineer, and... Uh, he's very practical. He's not the sort of person that I don't think would ever think buying art would be something you would ever do. Right? <laughs> you know, people, like <laughs> yes. I think very typ- typical of, of Canadians, I would I would guess.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but hey, you liked uh, you did uh, a painting of um, you liked those electrical wires of different colors, didn't you?
0: Electrical wires of different colors.
1: Yeah, you had, you had a painting with uh, like loopy things, and and it was. I thought you said that it was inspired by. No, you sent me a, a picture of one of your paintings, oh. and you said that it was. I thought you said that maybe I just. Thought, hey, it looks like electrical wires of different colors. <laughs> and I didn't even, I didn't, you didn't even think about it. It's well, or...
0: funny because I have taken a bunch of photographs of electrical wires, like up close, and I think they make a nice kind of.
1: Oh, that might be what Maybe it was. was it. Yeah. yeah was it. Okay, I I missed I, I crossed my wires. ha <laughs> <laughs> you, crossed your wires.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it's interesting growing up. Never, art was just never a big part of my, you know. I, I remember, do you remember the first time you ever really saw an abstract painting then?
1: Yeah, I would have been with my dad. He would have been explaining to me uh, probably a Polymil Bourdois or Riopel or something right. that's, like that's that. That's pretty cool though. As well. that's pretty cool i know it's he, cool at, and at i think, time, think about appreciate it. it i'm sure but. no no i went into the arts uh for that reason i i, I told my professor um that i wanted to my fa- my father died in 2007 and i took a drawing class in t- 2010 with a, a another with the wife of another professor at at um the university we're friends so we get an exemption because because we we have we are a family of of professors so uh one way of keeping people here in in a small town is to give exemptions to family members so we were both uh you know, uh, artistically inclined, but a little bit uh, intimidated in starting uh, fine arts with all those young talented uh, kids. So we went together and we did drawing together, and we ended up doing quite well. But when when I was asked uh, what is the motivation for you to to join, I I said that I I wanted to. It was a way for me to become closer to my father, although he hadn't been at all around. He left when I was 10, and uh, I never saw him, really. But that, for me, it would be a way, like, even seeing pencils with HB and uh, B and 4B, uh, you know all those yeah, yeah. drawing pencils. To I'm me, obsessed with pencils. I, you
0: know, need to talk about pencils. To me,
1: <laughs> I see my father's hand. You know, the moment I see those pencils, I see my father's hands right away. You know. So
0: he and he did he start out as a draftsman then and then work into architecture.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, it's
0: interesting because that's my my only real art training. I would say if you could even call it that. When I was in high school, I took all the drafting courses I could. I really liked it. I liked straight lines, and I guess I just kept <laughs> doing the same thing but that was a uh, I remember I used to say that to people well that my approach to art making was probably more informed by the fact that I took drafting when I was in high school than that I took art. I never took art. I did not take art after grade eight right i did I didn't take it in high school. I wasn't interested in it
1: yeah i I see that, like I see in my, even in my program, there are people who are better at uh, space, finding space in in a painting or in a drawing and graphic arts, Uh, everything's crisp, very crisp. Like, text is crisp. Yeah. Uh, anything they do, even if it's in painting, they'll paint perfectly, you know, letters. And, um, like, almost like it's a deco. Uh, it's a, there's
0: a, yeah, there's, like, yeah. a technique when you're using, like, a sable brush with watercolor where you, you know, it has a nice point on it. And you draw it as you're drawing it across the page. You actually rotate it, and you can get a perfectly sharp line like that. <laughs> and you know what? It's what's interesting too is if you go to like the serious like draft people that do drafting in like Germany and that the, like they'll when they draw their lines they do that, and then they also slowly lift it off the page so their their lines actually come to a point.
1: Yeah. It. yeah.
0: It's like it's it's quite an art. I mean, a, a guy that I worked with. Uh, I work with still now actually um, at my job he when when he finished he's a bit older than me and um, close to retirement age now but when he was first finished college he did like a civil engineering technology um, diploma at Fanshawe here and when he first finished he told me he went to um, he went to Germany his family's German and he went to Germany and spent a year there doing like working and, and he ended up doing like um, drafting and and um surveying that kind of stuff like engineering related stuff and he was saying yeah it's like they would like look at your stuff under a microscope to make sure that you had a (laughs) not a a microscope but like a magnifying glass to make sure that your lines were like disappearing into a point you know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah my dad my dad wasn't um i think he he aspired to be like that but I think he was. If if there was a spectrum, he would have been more in the messy realm. I, I believe, but yeah, that were,
0: that's where I was. I was never. I never had the, the. I don't think I had the motor skills or the mechanics or probably the patience to to take it to that level. But I I appreciate that though.
1: Well, he was. I think he was able to um, create. Uh, living spaces. Um, so he was not only just thinking about, you know, the plan for the plan's sake, but more in terms of uh, uh, how how would that translate, and when 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 I'm going to build this, you know. So uh, and with materials and uh, trying to balance the money, I'm sure that was that was always on his mind. So. Um, But uh, he had a a very um, poetic uh, mind, and he was really attracted to everything kind of Japanese, um, Zen, Buddhist, um, this kind of stuff. So um, I feel that I can sort of connect with him uh, in that way. Um, Maybe not not in 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 his the the way the way that he painted or drew was so it was just so uh, I don't know how to say it it was just like too oh not deep at all too flat and uh, you know um too meticulous and no, to, you know, have some energy in there. No, everything had to be yeah. very calm. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just, well, uh, I yeah. I,
0: I, I, I mean, he was a, an architect, though, too, right? He wasn't a draftsman person or a draftsman. So he was probably, it sounds like, more about the ideas maybe than the actual, actual execution of the drawing, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Always about the ideas. That was my dad. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's cool. I didn't know that your dad was an architect. That's would have been, that would have been a, something that I would have liked to have done. I think I would have, but I don't know. Engineering probably makes more sense for me in the grand scheme of things. But I, I was always fascinated by architecture.
1: Oh, and I was and pretty, engineering! Engineer. Engineering cool.
0: Yeah, engineering is uh, it's an interesting combination of kind of problem solving and math and creativity, but uh, architecture, I think, is more creative than anything, really. I don't know that I have... I, it's hard to say. I feel like I don't have it in me, but maybe I do. Maybe <laughs> I, I should go back to school and become an architect. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, what would you do if, um, like... Right now, I think. Do you mostly look at a computer and yeah, a computer?
0: An awful lot of the time. Yeah. My eyes are square.
1: So if if you had to, if you had, let's say you were your firm asked you to uh, devise something artistic with what you're doing. What what would it be? What would it look like? Something would it be like with, some like a dam? Land art with rivers and what? <laughs> like pipes?
0: <laughs> now, there's not that much uh, artistic about time series data. Really, that's my, my, what I do is I work with time series.
1: And
0: I actually like it. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but, uh, but I guess you're supposed to like what you do. I think a better question would be is if I could completely do something different, what would that be? if I could go back to school and if let's say that it's a mat, it's some sort of mythical world where the, the, you know, money doesn't really matter and job prospects don't really matter. I, I think I would love to go back and immerse myself in an art degree. I think I would really like that.
1: No, no. Luckily you're still young.
0: Well, yeah, I could still, I could try, man, maybe I should take a course and get and at this point it seems like far removed, but, but I, I As you know, I think from your own experience, it's really nice to be, when you're interested in art and you're interested in making it, you're interested in thinking about it, you're interested in talking about it, it's really nice to be immersed in a situation or a culture of other people that feel the same way. Yeah. And I'm sure you get a fair bit of that from being in school, I would hope, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, but um, oddly enough, the students that uh, are in my program right now—they they're they're sitting there not talking much. They don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, well, kind of,
1: maybe there's some
0: people that don't that are in there and they don't really know why they're there.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm not sure, but it seems to me that. A lot of a lot of the students have s- some kind of fear of of uh, of really truly sharing their their observations, you know, um, or they don't know how or what what would sound. They haven't found their voice yet. They don't know what to to comment. You know, they'll say, "Oh, I like the way she." I like the way he did this, that did that, but they're not. They don't. They don't think of different ways to look at um, a drawing or painting. I will say every freaking thing that comes in my mind just to show (laughs) them that you know.
0: You, you wouldn't do that.
1: Yes, just to show that you know it's no big deal to to say stuff so i'll say like the most ridiculous things well yeah that's
0: that's smart though because you want to make people realize that what you're trying to do is you're trying to generate discussion and you're trying to generate it's like a what do they call it like a a, a, i was gonna say brainwashing but no brainstorming (laughs) brainstorming session where you, you 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 want to really say like literally there are no bad things to say there's no bad ideas like say whatever comes to your mind and let's really get some discussion going around this topic right that's that's Mm -hmm. the way good ideas come out
1: yeah so you know they're just like so the three or four um mature students are talking and the rest of them they're like scared they don't understand what's going on they have no idea you know that's what i was gonna say
0: like from the course that I taught it was it's always the mature students that are more confident perhaps mm-hmm. and they are more likely to talk about and to say and they're less maybe afraid to say something that's wrong mm-hmm. but honestly, if you're in, a, you know, how many people are in your, or in your, the cl- like how many classes are you taking now? Just one.
1: Taking two, and um, in printmaking one, they seem to be more at ease to talk. I think the the professor is younger, and they sort of relate better to her. In in the drawing three, our professor is. Uh, very an accomplished uh painter and draw and drawing artist um and i think they're a little bit intimidated maybe or they don't really understand abstract art yet Right, right. Um, they there's some people that yeah. might
0: be 17 years old potentially
1: right or 18 years old there you go. yeah they could be between 18 19 20 around there yeah yeah they're yeah, so. they're young but um I know that they have uh, passionate uh feelings about it uh within their own groups they'll talk with their peers, but when it's time to to have a group discussion they're they're scared
0: that's
1: yeah, tough yeah well,
0: so. i'm glad we don't I'm glad we don't have that problem
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah never have problem discussing things with with my old buddy there <laughs> from I don't know nineteen ninety six maybe I think no being before there yeah because we moved to, to St Mary in ninety six so I'll tell you why I remember uh, that
0: a funny story why I remember that because that was when the Toonie came out oh yeah and I remember Dave talking about <laughs> talking about people trying to like make them fall apart by like heating them up with torches and banging them and stuff so the center part would fly out (laughs) and i I just for some reason i remember that's that's my anchor that i forgot with remembering you guys was dave because the toonie was brand new and dave's talking about how stupid people were trying to destroy them
1: (laughs) one thing i remember about you is like your wonderful amazing creole sweet <laughs> sweet potato casserole or whatever it's called I
0: don't even remember that
1: Oh man that thing was some some awesome <laughs> I I still I tried I think you gave me the recipe later and I tried to make it in Newfoundland I tried to make it and it never was
0: it never quite worked out
1: No it never was as good as you made it
0: Maybe I uh, maybe I was withholding a secret ingredient.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like Jamaican spice in there. Uh, there was oh maybe like spice
0: or something, yeah.
1: Sweet potato, and I think there might have been some raisins, but I'm not sure.
0: Goodness.
1: Uh, and there was one more thing, one like maybe some squash. Yeah, butternut squash, sweet potato
0: uh did it did it have like a like a like was it like a crust thing with like bread on top that was done or, like, no
1: it, it was done in in uh like a pot like a with a, a saucepan uh, we'll, have to,
0: we'll have to start a food podcast <laughs> <laughs> food is art though right well yeah i found that's actually interesting because i remember um a long time ago, before I, I was um, even a student, really, and I, even a little bit after I was in university, but that was what I did, was I worked in the restaurant business. And I remember somebody talking about, a friend of mine, saying, that you know, really, like, food is, and cooking is kind of the perfect marriage of science and art.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I thought that's kind of cool.
1: Well, yeah, we eat with our eyes.
0: Yeah, 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 and, it, and there's so much opportunity for artistic expression, right?
1: Yeah, and, and there's even science um, associated with colors and in, in plates, and sure, um, yeah. um, David um, knows um, some psychologists who have done research on that. Uh, when food is served on, on a square black plate or a square white plate, People will think that the food and on the white plate will be sweeter than the food on the black plate, things like that. Like, it will uh, affect the way they perceive the food.
0: Well, that's interesting, too, because there's also that kind of, I don't know what they call it now, but it's an experience where you do dining in complete, like, isolation, essentially. Like you're oh, yes. Like,
1: so the you're not dark. So you're yeah.
0: your visual. It's all about just sensual. It's kind of cool
1: Yeah yeah there's a restaurant I think in Montreal that does that.
0: Yeah I know there, I' heard there was one in Toronto but yeah there's probably one in Montreal Montreal's like Toronto only cooler right Because <laughs> they speak French don't you know?
1: Well I think so and I remember when I lived in Toronto how whenever I'd get to Montreal I'd feel right away I'd feel the Montreal beat. You know, it's yeah. just a different beat. Yeah, I've been to
0: Montreal though, probably five or six times, and I find that as soon as I get there, I just feel like this is a great place. Yeah. And I find when I get to Toronto, I don't feel that. <laughs> I usually feel like, oh, God, it takes forever to get anywhere here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well.
0: Not that I hate Toronto. I don't mean to be Toronto bashing. I like Montreal more, let's just say.
1: Yeah, Toronto. I a think Montreal's a little classier
0: it. than Toronto. Toronto is kind of—it seems to me—to be in the search for anything, but they both got good art galleries. We'll give them that.
1: Oh yes, yeah. I haven't you know, the been in is, ages.
0: The AGO is world class, and so is, uh, of course, the. Uh, there's two right. There's the contemporary gallery and the. what's it called the Beaux Arts or something like that. Oh,
1: Musée National des Beaux Arts. Yes, yeah. Musée des Beaux yeah. Arts de Montréal. Yeah, um, uh, that's a great huge museum. Musée des arts contemporains. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah. I've spent a lot of time wandering through there and, and they've got an incredible collection of the um uh of of the Quebec artists like Boido and and Rappel, all that. Oh uh, yeah. To see that stuff in person is I, I think I think it's really cool.
1: Oh super, super. I always go and I rediscover now that well, I have a friend who argues that, um, uh, it's elitist to, to, to like, um, uh, you know, abstract art because you, it's through education that you, you learn to appreciate it. And yeah, up to a point, I will agree to it up to a point, but I think when I I post my paintings all the time, and it's amazing the number of people who will like it, and they, they don't have a university degree or you know like from or or electricians that come to doesn't mean that they don't have might have they might have a university degree, but plumbers electricians. Uh, Uh, Oh, Oh. are you there? I am here. Okay. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, I agree.
0: And Mm -hmm. I I think in a way it's it's almost more elitist to think that it's elitist (coughs) to like abstract art than, you know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I think that people like what they like and uh, I don't think that good art. You shouldn't have to be educated to like it. I, I think what you have to you have to be educated in is almost like it's just a sensitivity and paying attention to it, and that mm-hmm. doesn't take that much to be on. I don't think. I don't think you need to have a degree in art to be able to appreciate art. I think you need to just be interested in it in the first place, and then the interest feeds upon itself, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very um, it's more complicated than that you know it's it's not black and white uh, nothing is uh so uh and it it depends on on your uh, particular um situation you know like you you might be uh from a family that uh likes this uh, has has a friend who 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 did uh, like who was a great painter or like you Have never know. The walls you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I you never know. had a
0: painting in my house growing up. There was never an original piece of work, artwork in my house until I gave my parents one of my own, right?
1: Yeah. Aw. Did they like it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Aw.
1: That was sweet. Yeah, um. I mean,
0: anything, but, but that's what I grew up in, and I don't blame them for that. I think that's pretty normal in Canada, right? Like, we're in a country where people will spend, like, $15,000 on, on a on a snowmobile, yeah. They, think spending, they think spending $500 on a piece of artwork is ridiculous, right?
1: <laughs> what a good point. That is so such a problem. good point.
0: It's true. That's a problem. And Canada is very, in a way, is very provincial when it comes to that. But I don't know. I think you like it. Spend money on it. Support the artist. Uh, if the artist is going to continue to do it, and hopefully they do, you're, the, whatever you buy is going to go up in value. It's actually an investment. I mean, you shouldn't be buying it for that. I don't think, but but it, it is true, right?
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. By the way, um, we need to get each other's something. Art. Something. You have to. You have to make me something.
0: Okay, I'll find something. I've got boxes and boxes and stuff I've already made. I'll, ma- I'll, I'll mail you something.
1: Yes, please.
0: Well, we'll do a Christmas exchange. How does that sound?
1: Yes, pretty please.
0: Yeah, I'd like to have a piece. Of, I'd like to have a new piece of art. Something of yours would be really nice.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna think of something that is the most color field possible that I can make.
0: I want you to just send me something that you think I would like. It doesn't have to be something that you think I would like
1: because. Of this. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Good. So we'll we'll do that. Promised.
0: Yeah, that's our, our, Pink, our pinky, pinky
1: promise.
0: Yeah, pinky promise. Christmas art exchange. <laughs> okay.
1: Good. And on that note, we should say goodbye because I'm sure that you have some kind of thing going on.
0: Yeah, I got to watch the. I started watching the Kennedys. Oh. Netflix is pretty good with Greg Kinnear, so we'll, we'll go pick that up again.
1: Ooh, good. Okay. okay say well, hi uh, to I, Ashley I, and uh, give uh, Bill Marie week, uh, a little pat on the head.
0: I'll do that. I think next week it might. I'm not sure about next week with it being Halloween, and I'm not sure what's going on in the afternoon the next day. Okay. But we'll talk soon.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay, bye. Take care. Good night. Good night.